We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood, playing in pain with his broken leg, a savage Ram defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 seconds. There's a whole burst to it. 20. Five steps to tackle. Runs left. 25 still on his feet. 10. 46 yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, is going to throw. The fake is on it. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones needs the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio with the Rams getting ready to play Monday Night Football. We got a lot to talk about. This is Derek C. Apollo, your host tonight, and we have a good one for you. We have a great one for you, actually. Ed Smith from the Believe in Cardinals Park podcast returns to us. Should be a good time. Should be a great time, actually, because there's a lot for us to talk about. There's a lot on, at stake for the Rams this game, a lot at stake for the Cardinals, for that matter. And it's about time we're talking about a Rams team that's looking like they belong there. So, before we get to the interview with Ed Smith, I want to ask you to head over to Apple Music. We have a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to leave some feedback, email us at ramstalk1945 gmail.com we'd love to hear from you get your thoughts on the podcast where the Rams are going and anything in between we'd love to have you so that's the show tonight seriously it's Ed Smith coming up here you go check it out Ed Smith from Believe in Cardinals we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, folks, I'm here with Ed Smith, who does the Believe in Cardinals podcast, two-sport, former two-sport athlete, former NFL player, a uh, guy who's been on our show many times. I've been on his show a couple of times, and I really, really enjoy our conversations. They're among my favorite that we do for our game previews. It's not a joke. It's not a kiss-up, I promise. I'm not kissing up. Okay. Ed, how you doing, man? Man, I appreciate that. And like I I really enjoy our talks, too, Derek. And... uh you know, it's been an interesting year so far. Uh, you know, this will be the last time we see each other, at least in the regular season here. But as we were talking before the show, definitely some things happening that I don't think either one of us predicted, and we don't know where it's going from here. But, uh, you know, it's the season's winding down. We'll see where we all end up. I mean, and normally mid-December, you're like, well, hey, okay, we're getting towards the end. But really, there's five games left. We're going to be into January when this thing's all said and done. Which is, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit different for us. We're usually early January. We're looking at the wild card race. We're looking at the wild card mm-hmm. games, and instead, we're looking at a really interesting point. I think for both the Cardinals and the Rams. For the Rams lose this game, I mean, that's pretty much it for the division. It would take an it would t- it would take a complete and total collapse by the Cardinals in the last month of the season to for them to lose this division at this point. And, you know, but the Monday night game on the road for the Rams, it's, uh, it's got a different feel. Last time we talked, I thought the Rams are going to win this game. The Rams have beaten the Cardinals, like, was it six or seven in a row? I forget now. I lost count. It had yeah. been a while. And all of a sudden, the Cardinals didn't just come out there and win the game. After I felt the Rams kind of won that first quarter. But after that first quarter, it was all Cardinals. It was a demolition. And the Cardinals kind of laid the blueprint for what the rest of the year would be in terms of how to beat the Rams. I'd already expo- I already expressed some concerns about what I thought were weaknesses of the Rams, and then we saw the Cardinals blow them out the door. So here we are. We're heading into Week 14, and all those things in mind now. How do you, how are you feeling 
going into this critical week. You know, and going back to the last time we faced each other, Derek, it was one of those situations where both of us, you know, Cardinals still hadn't won me over to a certain degree. We're going out there to play you guys, and I was in the same sentiment as you. This was probably going to be big brother, you know, slapping little brother on top of the head, and, Mm -hmm. you know, we gave it a fair shot, but we came up a little short. And we went out there, man, and it was one of those situations where this was like the – beginning of wait a minute maybe these guys are really for real to go out there kind of like you said give up that first quarter but then dominate after and since then we've done some pretty impressive things as well you know go to san fran beat them down lose a stunner a head scratcher against carolina but you bounce back with wins against carolina or the the, uh, seahawks and you just finish up on the road against uh the bears and now we're sitting at 10 and 2 and now we have the rams coming in here like the wounded uh, animal a little bit, where you and I talked before this, uh, before we got on, this is almost like a must win as far as the, any division hopes that you guys have lie within this four quarters coming here to Arizona. And what I have said that, you know, a few weeks ago that, man, I think the Arizona Cardinals, if not are the best team in this division, might be there going near the best team in the NFL right now, you know, barring some things going on over in the AFC. But I, I'm starting to do a total 180 on this team out here. Every time I doubt them, they show me the way that they're, you know, not just winning, but winning with backup quarterbacks and different things of that nature. And I think the the shining moment, or the shining moment, but the the thing that shines out the most for me with this matchup is you guys are still trying to figure things out. You know, the loss of uh, your wide receiver out there trying to fit. Um, OBJ into this offense? Do you have a running game? Is that defense eventually going to wake up? You know, you did some things against um, Jaguars this past week, but everybody does it against the Jaguars. So it'll be interesting to see some of these things that, that the Rams are trying to figure out. Can they do it on the road against these Cardinals out here? And, you know, I've been a fool for a bunch of weeks, Derek, and picking against the Cardinals, and I think I'm finally about uh, ready to stop picking against them at this point, you know, and like I said, I'm really confident in this team right now. I mean, I'm looking down the, the Cardinals' schedule the rest of the year after this game. They're at Detroit. That should be a win. Uh, Indy's going to be tough. Indy's going to be tough. Dallas will be tough. And then Seattle. So I, I would say outside of this game, two out of the last four games are going to be wins. That's, w, that's, that's 12 wins. The Rams are at 8-4. and four. So they lose this game. Their best they can get is twelve out of twelve and five, and their schedule's tar- harder than the Cardinals is the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. So this is, this really is a must win for the Rams. And I, when you're talking about, well, the Rams have some issues here. I would say, oh, excuse me, geez. Um, I would say that it's it's self inflicted. I'd say in in some at least some of the case, but also. Many folks don't understand this team is hurt. There are injuries on this. There are they've been through like four or five running backs this year. Yeah, you know, and losing Robert Woods, losing and, and while no one talks about is losing tight end Johnny Munt. That was your when your key blocking tight ends and losing him. It's, it's not. It's not always just losing the stars that hurt you. It's losing the depth. It's losing the gritty guys who make the blocks. And Robert losing Robert mm-hmm. Woods mattered so much because Robert Woods was the guy who would, you know, he would make the block for those running backs on the edge. 
There are things the Rams aren't doing this year that they've done very well in the past. Two, three years ago, they were one of the best teams in the league against, you know, for the screen. They were really good at running the jet sweeps and keeping defenses off the edge. You know, they were very good at being diverse. Even if they stayed in 11 personnel, it was deception. In 11 personnel, the advantage of being in 11 personnel, because they get hammered a lot. You're in 11 personnel all the time. If you can deceive, use that formation to deceive teams from 11 personnel, it doesn't matter if you're there 100% of the time. Um, but losing all those guys, in my view, really limited what they actually can do, even from 11 personnel. So, you know, looking into this game, heading in now, and the, it's it's desperation time if you want a chance at the, at the division title. If you want, a, there's a small chance at being able to sneak in number one. They got to win out, and it starts by beating the game. The team that's two games ahead of you, it's a tall order. Tall, tall order, order, yeah. And you, you, bring, you bring up a great point, Derek. Robert Woods, in my opinion, was that dude on your roster that did absolutely all the dirty work. He was the dude that the wide receiver, you know, he did the fake jet sweep. He did the blocking on the edge, which you ask any wide receiver, Derek, those dudes do not like to get their hands dirty. They would rather stay as far away from formation as possible, run their routes, catch their balls, maybe take a hit every now and then, but they do not like to stick their nose in the middle of formations. And the one thing that I noticed about Woods, every time you turn around, he was down there on the edge, you know, throwing a block. Even sometimes motioning to the middle of the formation and leading up into the, uh, you mm-hmm. know, for the back and different things like that. And then what happens is he gets hurt and it didn't coincide. It wasn't like you guys went out and made the move for OBJ. Because Robert Woods got hurt, you made that move at the time when Woods was healthy, but then mm-hmm. everybody's first thought is, well, hey, he goes down, but we got OBJ. OBJ is not that dude. He's not that dude that's going to be out there sticking his nose in the middle of everything, doing the dirty work mm-hmm. that Roberts Woods does, and that eliminates so much from your offense. And I, I hope he gets a lot more praise uh, down the line for the contributions that he kind of gave to your offense and team in general. Because another thing, people, like sometimes you take on the personality of certain dudes on your team. Woods was a dude, now he's on IR, he's not around as much. You lose that effective, like he can, guys will look at some of the things he does on tape and in meetings, and those are the things, Derek, that gets a whole room jacked and ready for the next opponent to come up. And when you take that away, it really does, like I said, you have no much, you have no idea how much that affects not just performance on the field, but the morale of the team as well. And Woods, minus Woods being there, it has taken some life out of that uh, offense for sure. It definitely has been a big loss. And, you know, I think it was Andrew Whitworth last week talking about how big of a loss it actually was. It was really underestimated what it meant to lose him. So, I mean, I will see. I mean, OBJ has been good. I mean, he, he caught a couple of really nice passes, had a deep catch last week. The, the Rams needed that. They needed that. And yet, the, I, now, now that means the key guy really to me is Van Jefferson. Will he step into that role? the best route runners in the draft when they picked him a couple years ago. He, to me, has Sousa written all over him. And yet, he hasn't had all the opportunities quite yet. Well, now he's going to get those opportunities. We're going to see where he fits yeah. in. If he can come in there and do those things, then the Rams will have that guy on their hands, a new star on their hands. But I, I'm, in, I'm not having you here talk Rams. I'm here to have you talk 
Cardinals on, on your end, it seems like you guys are getting a little healthy now. Your quarterback's back. Yeah, I saw a game this last weekend. I actually, uh, 33-22 game, I kind of expected it to be a little bit more of a, a, a blowout. The Bears are a hot mess right now. But a win on the road is always good. So how are you feeling about where this team is coming off that game, where they are in that this stretch run heading down, this, heading down December? You know, being that uh, Kyler was out for three games, then you throw in the bye week, so a total of four weeks. It's been over a month since he'd taken a snap, along with DeAndre Hopkins. So both of them were out together. Uh, they pasted together two wins against the loss against the uh, Panthers. So to come away from that stretch two and one and then get Kyler mm-hmm. back on the road in Chicago, not necessarily blustery weather, but not the best of conditions, you have to expect a little bit of rust timing there. Uh, I think right off the bat, there were a couple of uh, uh, fumbled exchanges, uh, a couple of bad uh, snaps to Kyler. You know, he's on the ground picking things up. But before you know it, Derek, they kind of found their way. Uh, you know, he manages two uh, rushing touchdowns, another two, I think, in the air, total of, you know, four for the game. We didn't win that game, like you, like you mentioned, in a blowout status. But to get him back out there, mm-hmm. one of the things I talked to my radio partner about as we were getting ready for this game, and once again, they gave us the dreaded game-time decision. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way, you know, I know it's a high ankle, but he had the three weeks, the bye week. You got to talk about four plus almost five weeks. We got to eventually get him out there, if nothing else, just to shake some of this rust off as we go down the stretch. Because as you know, every game means so much if you're fighting for that, especially fighting for that number one spot, who mm-hmm. is the only team that gets the bye. You can't afford to drop any of these. And that could have been a perfect letdown game over in Chicago. You know, uh, Dalton quarterback, you know, Murray hasn't been in there for a stretch. You know, but we went over and we handled business. And in this situation, that was satisfactory enough for me. The fact that he was back on the field, DeAndre was there, you saw both their presences. The defense, once again, did their thing. Now from here, it's about starting to get that gel as we get into what I call as close as you can get to the second season. Because you got to think about this too, Derek. From this point on, you know, with only five games to go, for the most part, every game or every week, I should say, becomes sort of a playoff week. Because you're playing for position. You're playing for that first round bye. Uh, all these things that are, some of these teams are fighting for their playoff lives. So from this point on, you got teams you're going to face that are going to be fighting for a playoff position, uh, just a, a playoff spot, mm-hmm. period. Or you're going to have teams that are going to upset the apple cart if they can, your Detroits and different teams like that. So you can't afford to take any off. What I saw this past week was a team didn't care who they were playing. They went out there, they got it done. Now, from this point on, it's, it is always one week at a time. But the, and as players, coaches can tell you that all day, every day. But you start, when the, when the calendar starts flipping to December, Derek, and you start looking at where you're at position-wise, it starts to run through your mind. Hey, man, if we just do this, we win these next three, we do this, now we get that first round by, and we're only two games away from the Super Bowl. You start thinking about those things. And this is that time of the year, coaches are going to be stressing one game at a time. But the reality is, Derek, you are that close. If the Cardinals can continue to handle their business, next up, meaning the Rams, especially the Rams because it's a division game, the Rams are that mm-hmm. next team up behind you, you go handle this one, then all those big dreams and things you have been thinking about and laying in bed, you know, kids 
lay in bed thinking about you know Christmas Eve, you know, and what's, mm-hmm. what's Santa gonna leave under the tree? Man, it starts getting closer and closer to figuring out that this season is not a mirage. We do have these now things we talked about in the beginning of the year, uh, you know, way back in camp in July and August. These things all of a sudden become a re- reality, but you can't win them or you can't get to that final road unless you handle these games that are up in front of you right now. And like I said, I was so pleased to see that the Cardinals went over, handled their business. Doesn't always have to be pretty, but you get that dub, man. Now we, it's on to the next. Now going back to the last time we talked, last time we talked leading into that game, you expressed concerns about the, about the Cardinals' run defense. You mm-hmm. concern, expressed concerns about the run offense. Now, where are the Cardinals now? Like When you're looking at their strengths, weaknesses, and how the Rams can exploit them, what do you see? Man, I tell you, the, the run, the, the rest of the run offense first. The Cardinals run offense, although it's not like prolific yet, it has really impressed me. I, and some of it has come under the guidance of uh, Colt McCoy, which is surprising to me, but not surprising at the same time because I always point out, if you notice, they put uh, Colt under center more than they do Kyler. Mm-hmm. And I think that's by design. Kyler's height sometimes is really kind of his bugaboo. He doesn't like coming from under center, play action, then having to turn around and identify things, so they leave him in shotgun more. But if you notice, when they had Colton there under center, Connor seven-plus yards deep, downhill, getting a run at that uh, line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. man, I'm telling you, he's just exploded. Uh, exactly what they did when they went over to play San Fran. And I think it was kind of one of those things where – it might even open up the coaching staff's eyes a little bit like, wow, we didn't even know we really had this. So I'm looking for them hopefully to continue, even with Kyler in back in, uh, you know, as our franchise quarterback, maybe get him under center more to get Connor a little downhill. They have, for whatever reason, like I said, they have come out, been creative with the running game, some jet sweeps some different formations and um, uh, change of motion and different things like that, change of direction. Cook Kingsbury has done an incredible job, in my opinion, not being predictable, is is what I would call it, Mm -hmm. in the running game. Everything's not a read option. Everything doesn't have to be a jet sweep, but he's utilizing those things to keep defenses off their toes. And then you get Kyler, who at any, you know, we saw what when you put him either in the backfield, on the center, whatever, it doesn't matter. When he decides to run the ball, when it's his turn, man, like if you don't, if you're not on him from split second, you can forget about it. He's gone. Now, defensively, we've still, even being successful over these last few weeks there, we showed some holes still remain. But mm-hmm. we filled some of those holes in terms of being gassed all the time. And maybe it's because of some of our opponents and their lack of uh, running prowess and stuff like that. But I've been really impressed with how they've kind of filled gaps. They've not let those big gas runs come that we saw earlier in the season. Uh, you know, and like I said, we faced some offenses that have been a little, I guess, challenged at best. You know, Seattle, uh, the Bears, um, even a couple of other ones that not quite there yet. But like I said, we've shut them down. Now, if teams come in here with an attack, we'll see whether we can continue to do what we do. But I've been really impressed with the turnaround they've had as well. And then what has allowed this defense to kind of thrive is they not only does it shut the run down, but now you give Vance some of these passing downs. Man, he's been turning these dudes loose. They've been getting after it. That's been really encouraging. Now, when everything falls and it's perfect, that's how it works out. We'll see if, like, say you guys come here and you get a run game established, 
which isn't your forte necessarily. But as we go further into this, you know, down the stretch, if someone decides we're going to really focus on that, we'll see how we make the adjustments moving forward. But I've been really impressed so far with both sides of our ball running it and stopping the run these last few weeks. It's going to be really interesting because the Rams really, in this last game, the Jaguars, everybody says, well, yeah, it's the Jaguars. But the Jaguars gave some teams problems this year. I mean, Mm -hmm. the NFC West didn't have problems with them. But everybody else has had some problems with them. Um, and the one thing that the Rams did in this game was they really went back to their roots, which was running the football. A little mm-hmm. bit different power running, and they were successful. Not anything crazy, you know, but over 100 yards rushing for one of the running backs for the first time forever. They got pushed the line, and one of the things they've really taken some hits on has been a perceived lack of toughness. Now, it's idiotic to ever say an NFL player is not tough. Okay, but there is such a thing as saying someone's tougher, someone's more there mentally to be that guy. And I mean, I'd be honest and say in those in those three losses, the Rams got pushed around. Somebody was a bit tougher. Uh, They weren't last week, and they mean they they were the tougher ones. They weren't the ones who were sitting lagging behind. And so it's going to be this is going to be one situation with the Rams run the ball in this game. And basically do what the Cardinals did to them. The Cardinals did a great job of of slowing the pace down, controlling the clock, controlling um, the, the flow of the game. They mm-hmm. made sure that the Rams never got in sync offensively, and they forced turnovers. If if the Rams can can use this newly found power game behind, you know, a guy who is was a throwaway from the Patriots, basically. Uh, then I think they have a good chance to really make this a game and make this a good game, make it even a win. The talent's there, but can you do it for four quarters against a top-level team? They've only done it once this year, and that was over the Bucks. So that's going to be something to watch. And, and the other side of that is the, the real need, to, in my view, for the running game is going to be for the Cardinals. The Cardinals' pass rush just seems, in my view, to just keep getting better. Yeah. And uh, Matt Stafford. He's not healthy. We all know he's not healthy. We don't know how not healthy he is, but we know he's not healthy. And we saw the Titans get him uncomfortable. We saw what happened there. We saw the 49ers get him uncomfortable. The Rams, I mean, it's okay to play physical football. It's okay to trust your running game and not throw the ball 60 times a game to like eight runs. I can't exaggerate a little bit, but not that much. For the longest time this year, the Rams got tunnel vision on the running game, and I think in the end, paid the price. So I'll, I'm, I'm very interested. If the Rams can get there, get in there and run the ball 25, 30 times this game, they're going to win. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. But will they? Well, the other thing too, Derek, is I, I and I, you know, I watched. You're, you're my son is a diehard Rams fan, so you know we make sure that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop the presses! Yeah. How did that happen? Video games, man. Oh, Video games. okay. He's mad. He fell in love with the Rams a few years ago. He's 11 years old, so you know how impressionable they are. So we always pay attention to the Rams games. We always have those on. One of the things I noticed, um, and, and, you know, they talk about it. It's not obvious, but one of the things I've, I've noticed is they almost turned, like McVay almost turned his offense into more of a drop-back offense because he had this beautiful drop-back passer. Mm-hmm. Instead of some of the deception and movement that he usually has, getting 
you know, before it was golf, and he did it out of necessity because golf couldn't just drop back, read it all, defense, and pick out and throw, you know. So he always had to have golf kind of on the move. And he kind of got away a little bit from that with Stafford. And I did notice this past week against uh, the Jaguars, they did a lot of boots and different misdirections and things like that. It seemed to take a little bit of pressure off of Stafford being a sitting duck right in the pocket. You bring up our defense. My thing is, if you plan on dropping Stafford back, just say 30 times, and 30 times you have him dropping back on some simple play action and the defense knows where he's going to be, they're going to get after him. So I'm right off the bat, early in the game, I'm going to be looking for how is McVay and how are McVay and Stafford planning to attack this um, off this defense. They drop back and leave him sedentary back there, going to be on for a long day. And I mind you of this, go back to the, if you ever get a chance, go back to that Green Bay game when they came in here. In the first two series, Green Bay was three and out in both of them. In both series, uh, Rodgers was dropping back, looking deep, and trying to get the ball down. And, man, it looked like a massacre was getting ready to happen. Green Bay went to the sideline. They they came up with a plan. Look, dropping back deep and trying to find stuff down the uh, down the field, that's not happening today. But we hit them with a bunch of direct runs, and they get – Rodgers out on the, the flats every now and then and use our short passing game as our running game, boom, success. So I'm going to be really interested to see how you guys come in here to, to attack the defense. If you just plan on you know putting Stafford back there, he's going to be in for a long day. But if you get creative, that could, give a, that could be the bugaboo that bothers this Arizona defense. And that's where the injuries are, are going to cause a problem because what they could do in week one, they really can't do now the injuries losing woods and munt hurt them and and, you know you can go to any facebook page right now that covers the rams or these fan pages and stafford this the team sucks listen injuries matter sometimes it's not about sometimes it's not about uh who the most talented team is it's about who the healthiest team is Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm not going to say that the Rams would be in first place if those guys were here. I'm not saying that. The Cardinals are a good football team. What I am saying is that losing those guys limits the Rams. And mm-hmm. that's why, in my view, they kind of have to go back to what they are or have been in the past. Back, you know, when they were out there running screens. Okay. You know things are going to be going, you know the Rams are going the wrong way in this game when they come out in a five wide set. First quarter, second quarter, you start seeing them going five wide sets. They're automatically making themselves one dimensional, and yeah. they and for whatever reason, Sean McVay does this. Listen, dude, run or he'll his the the one that bars us the most, <laughs> the tight end screen. <laughs> he being going far, he's not a speedster, and you're going to run a tight end screen to him. You had Daryl <laughs> Henderson when healthy. You get Daryl Henderson out there for a screen. He's going places. You know, that's the way Tug Girl used to roll, those screen passes. And they've gone away from mm-hmm. that. Play action, like you mentioned, they've gone away from that. And they really mm-hmm. need it. They really need that play action. And guess what? They they a lot more play action against Jack, the Jaguars and what they do to them. Deep, too. Yeah. The Rams have very good route runners. They have very good route runners. And they can do a lot what Green Bay did. They, they can do the short passing game. They can. There's a lot they can create. But the key is going to be what are they doing at the line? 
Are they are they going up there and playing play action game? Are they running at the Cardinals, keeping them honest? No one says they have to run for 150 yards, but can you run for 100? Can you run for yeah. 95? Average three and a half four yards carry. Just that make the Cardinals have to deal with you. And what they've done too often this year is they've made themselves one dimensional. A team like the Cardinals are going to eat them up. The Cardinals have too many good, solid defenders. They're ready to hammer them. And that's what we saw in L.A. We saw a team that came out there, looked look good early in the Rams, and one turnover, it's done. The Cardinals just stepped in, and, and credit to them, they put their boot on the head of the snake and killed it. And it was a demolition. Anybody who says the Cardinals, you know, it was close. No, that was a demolition out there. The Cardinals dominated that game, and they deserved the win. And can the Rams come back there and respond? And I think they, I think it'll be a much better game. I think the Rams will be, they'll be. I think they'll do a lot of things. But the question is, will Sean McVay get in his own way? I'm really curious to see that, Derek. <laughs> and then, you know, then you throw in the, uh, you know, Monday night. All, everything on the line. This crowd out here is going to be off the chart. Uh, it's going to be a heck of an environment. I will say this much. I'm still waiting on Kingsbury to shine in those really high-pressure moments. Uh, you know, he's been done mm-hmm. well, but the light spotlight really hasn't been on him yet in one of these. It's about to be. So it's about to be. And it'll be interesting, you know, McVeigh has held the, 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 the serve for all these games leading up to the first one earlier this season, you know, this is going to be high pressure. Uh might come down to some late game situations mm-hmm. and decisions. And who knows, maybe that might cost one side or the other. If I was a betting man from track workers, I would say they hold the, 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 the edge in coaching right now. But if we get Kingsbury to do a couple things in this one, I'm willing to take that torch and give it over to him. It's just, you know, I had to see it first before I believe it. I think we're going to find out a lot about the souls of both teams on Monday night. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, are the, the Rams, they're against the wall. I mean, the fifth seed right now, and I, you know, I'm looking at the schedule for them, and they, they, it's going to be tough for them to go 10-7. and seven. They, have, they have a tough schedule heading down the pike. But they win this game, things turn. Like, this is critical yeah. for them. What kind of team are they? Who are the Rams? And, I mean, this is going to say a lot about the entire franchise. It's going to say a lot about McVay. And, you know, in my view, the Cardinals, I'm not sure everybody's sold in them yet. I am, by the way. But I'm be- yeah. on national TV, on Monday night against the Rams? <laughs> this, one is, this one is going to say an awful lot about both mm-hmm. of our franchises, the direction they're heading, meaning are you guys wounded right now and you get right, or if we come out and put the smack down, people are finally going to have to say, damn, them dudes are for real, which I think they're getting closer to it. But it's just one of those situations. I'll go back real quick, Derek, when I was with the Falcons in 98. We were at one point, we were 10 and 2, whatever it was, and people still didn't believe in us. I mean, we were just this fraudulent team who were beating a lot of bad teams. Late in that year, San Fran with Jerry Rice and Steve Young mm-hmm. and Garrison Hurst, you know, they came out to our place, man. We smacked them in the mouth. We punched them in the mouth. And that's when people started to think, wow, maybe them dudes are for real. This is that same crossroad that the, the Cardinals might be in. And at the same time, that same crossroad that the Rams are in, meaning are you going to still be that dominant team 
or at least what everybody yeah. picked at the beginning of the year. You know, you come here and you pound us, and people are going to wake back up on the Rams. You come here and you lay down, people are going to be like, ooh, there's a new sheriff in town. So we're going to find out a lot about this matchup. And I'm really excited. I love the fact, Derek, this is a Monday nighter because we can put everything else to bed. We can watch all of our football on Sunday morning and afternoon, get done with the evening game Sunday night. This is standalone, mano y mano. Everybody's going to be watching this one, and everybody's going to have a decision or something to say about this game after. I mean, this is a critical game. The Rams are entering this game 1-2 and two in the division. Going 1-3. and three. Then your only win is over the Seahawks, the 4-8 yeah. and eight Seahawks. I mean, <laughs> a, a, a cup. some people got mad at me. They got mad at me. A couple weeks ago, I called the Rams frauds. <laughs> and it's because they hadn't really beaten anybody since Tampa. Like, they hadn't really. Yeah. And, you know, folks get upset about that. But who are you beating, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, I guess the taste of you, like, right now, looking at this game and all the matchups, what do you like and what don't you like? Yeah. I'm asking me, you this. Yeah, for oh, you. For me. I love the matchup of our, I guess, the dynamics of our game right now, meaning what uh, Kingsbury is bringing to the table in terms of formations. And to, because you got to remember, you guys got a heck of a front. You're still trying to figure out your defensive front. You're still trying to figure things out, you know, how you get certain people involved, you know, mm-hmm. with new acquisitions and stuff like that. But you guys have been known, uh, you know, for your toughness up front. The, the way to kind of, um, I guess, minimize that is our ability to get out on the edge, the diversity of, um, you know, Kyler Murray, you know, a little fake inside with the read option. Next, you know, he's around the corner. You start having to make your defense respect everything in our game, it opens everything else up. You know, our, our passing game short and deep. So it'll be really interesting to, interesting to see. And obviously the matchup, obviously, uh, you know, with um, D-Hop on the outside, uh, you guys are going to, Probably, uh, you know, who's your cornerback again? I was um, uh, your your shutdown guy, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, I forgot his name. Jalen, if you have to, everybody listen, has sorry, a senior right? moment yeah. once in a while. Yeah. Jalen is probably going to be on D Hop majority of the game. Mm-hmm. See how that matchup, you know, kind of comes and goes. But man, I like the fact that we have not become predictable what we're doing with the football uh, defensively. I, I think I just I said it earlier. I won't beat beat the dead horse, but if we can figure out where Stafford's going to be, if you guys give us a, a landing point by just dropping him back, no, you know, just straight up protection, I think we'll be able to get after him. Mm-hmm. With that, no, you know, unless you bring a superior running game to to try to, try to take the, the you know calm the wolves, I think we get at you guys, and that could be um, one of those games where Stafford starts. He's just seeing, instead of 11 guys out there, he starts seeing 12 and 13 because of the way we're getting after him. So those are my keys. But on the flip side, if you guys come out, you move him around a little bit, uh, you're able to uh, force us, you know, offensively to be one-dimensional. If we don't bring our running game, it could be an entirely different outcome. Now, just remember back to that first game, and I, I, I had noticed before that teams, this is not a shutdown defense. The Rangers don't have a shutdown defense. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest difference from last year is, their defense right now is decent. They make plays. Bend, they create turnovers. But they bend a bit too much, too. They will yeah. they'll be on the field six, seven minutes. The Cardinals did that beautifully, wore them down, and all of a sudden it's a blowout. If yeah. the Rams 
can't just hold the football. They got to stop Kyler Murray. They got to, you know, on these second and short, third and short. Then don't don't let them get in those second and short, third and short. There has to be a better game plan. The biggest problem I see with the Rams is they don't they have not adjusted well. This the latter part of the year they adjusted well earlier in the season, but you know one that knocks on McVay has been as a year goes on and teams challenge him and start figuring him out. He's really slow to figure out teams back. It's been a knock for a while. And that's kind of, in my view, been the trend. Does that mean I'm right? I mean, there's a lot of factors there. But that's been the trend. That's been the the kind of underlying thing. Can the Rams respond quickly? Can they adjust quickly what the Cardinals are doing? If the Cardinals spend much of the first half on offense on Monday night, it's a, it's over. <laughs> the Rams have not done well when behind this year. <laughs> it's you know. amazing you bring that up too, Derek, because that was my biggest um, knock on Kingsbury leading into this season. He's totally made me shut my mouth, but my biggest thing with Kingsbury was he came into the game with a game plan. If it didn't work, he was going to try to force that square peg into the round hole. He was not going to make adjustments. This year, he's been the exact opposite. He's come out with great game plans, and as mm-hmm. soon as just when you think, okay, we're going to try to stop, all of a sudden you're seeing something go around the edge or, God forbid, the um, the wide receiver passes and different things like that. I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, he's really, uh, you know, gone from being somebody who just takes the test and, you know, win or lose or draw, he's going to do it his way till you never know what he's got in the bag of tricks, and I like seeing that. So, you care to make a prediction? Man, you know we got it. That's how we do, man. <laughs> we got to make predictions. If we did, hey, look, I made a prediction at the beginning of the season, the Cardinals will be 8-9. Here we are already with 10, 10 wins. So, I'm not afraid to make predictions. I like our chances in this game, Derek, for some reason. You know, with getting Kyler back in last week against the Bears, I was kind of like him shaking off a little bit of rust. I think we saw that he was full speed for the most part. No hiccups or anything like that. D-Hop looked like he's back. Uh, I'm sure, looking at the film, we'll come up with a couple extra wrinkles here and there. I don't mm-hmm. see them coming out with the same game plan. We all know, fool me once, same on me. Fool me twice. No, fool me once, same on you. Fool me twice, same on me. So I guarantee I'm hoping they come with a different, a more diverse, even more diversified plan against the Rams. But I do see us kind of controlling if nothing else, maybe time possession, getting a running game involved. I'm not quite sold on Rams. You beat up on Jacksonville, who everybody does. I don't think everything's quite right yet. So I do see the Cardinals in this game victory. Going to be a close one. I would say this is like one of those 30 to 27s. And, you know, we, <laughs> well, why, why are you laughing? You gotta say I'll tell you why in a minute. Okay. But I see 30-27s. 30, 30, Cardinals, and hey, I've been somebody who's picked against the Cardinals how many times this year and been proven wrong, so we'll see if they prove me right this time. <laughs> I'm laughing because I had a 30-27. This okay. <laughs> so, but for me, I, I view this as, as, I think it's going to be a great game. I think, I think we're going to see the best from both teams out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the Rams just have too many guys. Um, who, who are leaders? The Aaron Donalds of the world, Jalen Ramsey. He's been a phenomenal leader. 
Uh, you have these guys, Andrew Whitworth, and players like that, they don't let teams fall apart that easily. Mm-hmm. I think the Rams go there and give Arizona their best game of the year. I think they go out there and they this is a classic. And I think the Rams take it. I think with your backs against the wall, with you know the the, the probability that the rest of the season is going to be tough, you're going out there and you've got a point to prove. Now, but does it mean they roll over the Cardinals? Though? That's why I think it's going to be close. It's going to be dogfight. It's going to be. Yeah. It might be the best game these two teams have had in in their history together in a while. And I'm I'm all there for that. I'm sure you are too. You want. We want to watch oh, yeah. a great game. We'll see a good one, you know. Man. So, you know that that's kind of how I'm looking at it. I don't. On the flip side of that, if the Rams go over the Arizona, and they flop. They flop. Mm-hmm. They fall apart. So we're going to learn a lot about these teams and who they are. Yeah, I definitely and think that. Too. If they go to there, if they go to Arizona and flop, so I'm not going to say a word. I want to. I want to throw an ex- uh, invitation out there to you. Because I want today is Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Our show, Easy Sports Talk, is on on Saturday. You let me know if your schedule works. I'm gonna see what segment we can have you on. But I want to see if any of your thoughts change between tonight and Saturday morning, pre you know the day before the game. So we'll figure it out if you can jump yeah, on yeah, the show I'll, with us. I'll be uh, very interested to see if anything changes in your because obviously we got to get through injury reports. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's practicing, who's not, and you know, and then some of just some of the thoughts is you know you hear some of the other prognosticators out there. Sometimes it makes you well, maybe I need to rethink this. We'll see. I'm sticking with my guns. I'm sure you're gonna stick with yours too. I think we're both common in the fact that we both think this is gonna be a knockdown drag out, and it's yep. gonna tell us a lot about both of our teams the direction they are. we're going with this season. Yeah, and if, if the Rams go out there and lose third twenty-seven. I think that'll also be a good thing for the rest of the season for them. I mean, they, yeah. they will show they belong, you know, and the odds of finishing out the season strong will be pretty good. They go down there and they get blown out 37-13, you know. Oh, yeah. But the yeah. win, to me, the win, they know they need it. It's And they need it more than the Cardinals do, quite frankly, right now. Okay. And, you know, for the Ramsey, it is, it's, it's a tough place to be because they're supposed to be this veteran team, right? But they're all their depth underneath is real young. Yeah, yeah. And we, you just don't know how things will work out. But this is all, this is a McVay thing. Will McVay go out there and quote what the bet or not? We'll find out. And this, you know what? Same thing for Kingsbury, man. Sometimes Kingsbury oh, throws, throws some curveballs at us. So, all right. Look, can you, can you let people know where they can find you and your work? I mean, you've done a phenomenal job with your show, so tell people about it. I appreciate it, Derek. Uh, we do the Believe in the Arizona Cardinals podcast every week and that's on the believe platform b-l-e-a-v so make sure you check that out we're on uh easy sports talk the uh, show uh, four and a half years running out here in arizona on kdus 1060 am you can also go to the website kdus uh, 1060.com uh check us out every saturday from 10 to noon here in arizona wherever that might be in your time frame and if you want to catch us on twitter I said Ed Smith Speaks and at the Easy Sports Talk. You can follow us there as well, man. I appreciate you, man, and love being on with you, bro. As always, I really appreciate it. I think I think this will be a long-term sports podcast relationship, sir. Love having you on yes, my sir. show. So, all right, folks. There's Ed Smith from the Believe in Cardinals podcast. Also has a show on the weekends. Say it one more time, man. What's it called? 
So, the easy sports the talk. The easy sports show. And I guess this week I'm going to be on his show again, so make sure you check it out. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> you got it, Derek. Thank you, man. Alright, so we both actually had, I cannot believe we had the same score in mind. One for the Cardinals, 30-27. I had the Rams, 30-27. I think it'll be a close game. I think the Rams will come out there and it'll give them some problems. The question is whether or not the Rams can, one, can they contain Kyler Murray, and two, can they run the football? That's that's really the thing for me. If the Rams can run the football in this game, they're going to win. I really believe that. But, you know, they didn't do it last time out. They didn't do it. And it didn't still a deal either. So, we'll see. We'll see. All right, time for me to go. You can follow us on Twitter at Talk Rams. You can follow me on Twitter at DC Apollo or find us on Facebook at the Rams Talk and Rams Talk Room. Thanks again, Ed Smith, for coming with us. We loved having you. Always love having you. All right. We'll see you soon. We're out of here.